podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening. Jono here with Simon, who I feel like I haven't seen in in months, quite frankly. Well, um, two days, yeah. Although, yeah, two days, yeah. But, you know, that's how much I care about you. 48 hours seems like a lifetime. We, I mean, look, we could sit here and we, we actually haven't had the chance to talk to each other about the England debacle yet, but not, tonight's not the time. We'll do that privately. But finally, we've managed to see a close game in this year's World Cup. And what a relief it is. Well, yeah, it looked, it looked like it was close. Although, judging by the scorecards, you get the feeling if Afghanistan wanted to put the foot down, they could have probably knocked it off in 45 overs. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you obviously watched a lot of it. What are your, what are your thoughts? It looks like Pakistan didn't really get enough and then Afghanistan cruised it. I mean, it's a dicking, really. Yeah. If, you, if you look at the scorecard and you think about you know, I, I had a look at the Super Brews. There were only two people back to Afghanistan in our pool of 52 people. So they've, they've, you know, but even then, I think they went Afghanistan comfortable. I think that's an Afghanistan thrash as per Super Brew. No, I don't think it is because I think it's too close because of the amount of balls. If you, win, if, you win, if you win by eight wickets, I think it's a thrashing. I think that no, would okay. be the... So, yeah, I mean, look, Rashid bowled well. The one who didn't bowl well from an Afghanistani spinner point of view was Majib. Then Noor Ahmed bowled really well, 3 for 49 of 10. And they, they just squeezed, really. I think Iftikhar came in and bashed it at the end. Shadab Khan did pretty well. Mohammed Rizwan, who's been brilliant for the entire tournament, just looked all at sea. Just looked like he couldn't pick Noor Ahmed at all. So just reverted to the sweep all the time and then tried to sweep one that was probably two feet, out, feet outside off stump. When he met, when he collided with it and got caught at short fine legs, so Abdullah Shafiq looked good. Imam looked okay, but they, it was just a bit. I think the Afghans bowled brilliantly, and then I don't think that the Pakistanis were able to exert any kind of near the same amount of pressure with their spinners. So they went in with three frontline spinners today, rather well four rather rather than three. They would normally, in terms of Nabi, Majib, and uh, Rashid Khan, they went in with four. But it was, Australia definitely played on this wicket before. Hence why Afghanistan brought in the fourth seamer in Noor Ahmed. And yeah, I, I, just, I just think that Afghanistan outplayed Pakistan today. It's, it's pretty much as simple as that. I think the way they batted, it was fantastic. Obviously, both the owners, Gurbaz and Ibrahim, did fantastically well. They was, lost the first wicket 130. And from there... So Ramit Shah, 77 off 84, and then the captain came in, the left-hander, Hashmat. I, early in his innings, I was thinking I could get him out. Like, he, he looked, he looked, and he's, he's had a terrible start to the tournament, but to be fair to him, he, he just stuck around and did the job that he had to do. And, you know, to be for Afghanistan, who've never been in Pakistan before, to win by eight wickets in a World Cup is a massive result. Well, you, so the one thing I will say is they seem to have a clue about what they want, how they want to play. They, they know that their game plan is pressure. No matter what score they get, they'll put pressure on with their spinners. Mm-hmm. Their seamers aren't necessarily of that kind of caliber that some of the rest of the world have got, but they have two, three, possibly four today, world-class spinners. I mean, that is that Noor Ahmed, 
he, he made his debut today in a World Cup, but he played big bash cricket. He saw, uh, yeah, he played in the IPLs, but he's only 18. Yeah. Which is astounding. I think he played in the big yeah. bash at 16, didn't he? So they clearly have a game plan. And one of the things we spoke about before me and you just talking about is that they have a clue to how they want to play. I don't think they're going to sit there and get 350 unless the two owners get millions because they, they go out and do play a few shots, but you look that Ibrahim today has got 87 off 113. So he's given himself a chance looking at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you had just watched a few highlights, you don't want to bowl outside off thump to either of them because they will rush you through the offside. Mm. But then, the, I suppose the one thing we said in the in the preview that from the couple of bits of certainly the highlights I saw and watching Pakistan, what are your thoughts about the Pakistan? No mind spinners. We always we we weren't sure about them anyway beforehand. But yeah, Shaheen Shahfridi, Hassan Ali, Harris, Ralph. Do you reckon they've yeah. been? I mean, look, Harris Rav had a brilliant World Cup in Australia, didn't he? In the T20 World T20, Cup yeah. back in the last year. And he is an X-Factor bowler, as is Shaheen Shah. I don't think it's probably swung for him as much, uh, Shaheen Shah I'm talking about, as he, he probably needed to. Yes, he got five for the other day. And he's a, he's a world-class bowler. There's no question in that. But, you know, bowlers have off days. Their fielding wasn't... Awful. It wasn't great, though. You'd say they let a few boundaries slip just through kind of getting one paw on it rather than two, and it just deflecting into the boundary when they when they're running around for it. The big surprise is Harris Rao to me. He has gone the distance in pretty much every game he's bowled in so far. I don't know whether they're bowling him at the wrong time. Is he not using enough variations often enough? I, I don't think lads are scared by pace. I don't think anybody in the top six of any tier one or two side is scared of facing 93, 94 mile an hour anymore. I don't, I don't think pace worries them because they, they will be. So, you know, I, I may have used, said this before, but Josh De Silva, when he's playing for the West Indies, he reckons there's a coach there who can let go of a sidearm at 125 mile an hour. And this is what those lads are used to facing in training. So actually 90 miles an hour doesn't really, you know, the, 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 the pace on its own doesn't really mm. worry these lads. And so Harris Ralph bowling, you know, yes, he can get up to 92, 93 miles an hour, but on slow decks, especially, especially a used wicket, if he bowls in the slot, it's just going to sit up and beg to be crashed, isn't it? So I don't think, you know, short answer to your question is, is that I just don't think the Pakistani bowling attack has, has fired in the way in which any of us would have expected it to, certainly in conditions that you would expect to be not a million miles away from what they experience at home on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think when it comes to variations and stuff, I, I think this has been a World Cup where people have bought too many variations. Mm. I think there's been, you've, you've seen when you look at the Dutch, for example, when they've won their games, you look at some of the other guys when they've, when sides have got, been got bowled out. For example, you look at England the other day, that people weren't really in bowling variations. People were running just trying to try to hit the top of Austin. There's mm. been enough in it in certain stages, whether that be cross seamers, whether that be it swinging a bit early on, that suggests that there's, if you just run in and hit an area, the more sort of Glenn McGraw style type of bowler, obviously he was mm. the best to ever do that kind of thing. So there's a hell of a. But he proved it worked in all conditions, didn't he? Because yeah. he got wicked in all conditions. And you can go, well, we, we've been joking on a lot of the group chats that India last night against New Zealand. Didn't bowl anything, but Yorkers at the end, it was like they'd gone back 15 years in how you bowl. 
Mohammed Shami, for example, was length, just full of a length, swings it about a bit, gets wickets with a new ball, then comes in at the yeah. death and just pulls from the straight. Yeah, he had yeah. one ball where the parked him over his head, but you've seen these guys at Mate, what a blunder to do it. And it's why I've got, I'll give Afghanistan credit again, because they're using their spinners and they're bowling well and they're bowling to a plan. It's, they don't seem to have, or if they have got a plan, it, it, it doesn't seem to be the right one. And I think from what I say, what I saw today, Shaheen, like the Pakistan bowlers just look short of a plan. Um, I think if you, I think if we're honest, and this isn't taking anything away from a phenomenal result for, for Afghanistan, I think if they, if they were ever going to do well in a world cup, you would expect it probably to be in India because the, the conditions will be most like what they're used to playing. I mean, they play the majority of the cricket in the UAE and what have you, where it'll turn and what have you. But then again, you know, you, you, you come up against Pakistan who yeah. by the same token would, would expect the, to know the conditions reasonably well as well. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. Look, I mean, it's a phenomenal result. The thir- only their third ever World Cup win, the first time they've ever beaten Pakistan, I think in 17 attempts. Yeah. Um, or maybe 18, including today. But yeah, I mean, phenomenal for them. And, and just goes to show what can be done. You know, we've said previously, we expect this to be a World Cup where all sides will lose games, probably to some of the tier two nations as we've been referring to them. Yeah. Uh, and today it just goes and go, uh, gone to, to prove that again. Yeah, what you, uh, brings us nicely on to, to what your thoughts about tomorrow, South Africa, Bangladesh? I can kind of only see it going one way. I think Bangladesh have proven themselves to be the the car horse that you predicted pre-tournament. I, I don't. I think South Africa will just have too much for them. I just think that you know we we talked about South Africa only really not really having a top six. Well, after what Marco Janssen did to our ball and attack the other night, you can say that's now a genuine top seven. He's not going to do it every week, but the lad has got massively long levers and can park it into the middle of the next week, given the. Balls on length. I mean, some of the shots here to balls back of length. The one over a flat one over cover. Oh. The back of the length ball the other day. I can't remember who was following it. Maybe Mark Wood. But the lad can play, you know. Yeah. And I just think that unless it's very spin friendly, but even then, you know, they, if it's if they think it's going to be spin friendly, they probably pick Shamsi as well as Maharaj and drop one of the seamers. So yeah, and they've got uh, more criminal can bowl a decent. Yeah, decent off fees as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, I, I would be very surprised to see South Africa not get up in that game tomorrow, yeah. if I'm completely honest. I you? I, I yeah. agree, mate. I just think they'll have too much. Uh, you look at all their batting, obviously, they've, they've, they've potentially got a bit of a dilemma tomorrow with the, who, who they're going to pick batting wise because Bavula obviously didn't play against England, but as looked in good name. Yeah. And Rita Hendricks came in and, I mean, yeah. He looks some player. I mean, it, it, it'd be it'd be incredibly harsh to drop him, you know. Yeah, I don't and think Rosalind has looked great touch. To be fair, he's, like, he's captain as well. Only I think, he, and I think he's captain relatively well. Yeah, Mark Romano does the T Twenty stuff. But you said you'd, you'd say they've got six, like you say, they've probably got eight batters that are looking reasonable. Nick, mm. if you include Jansen in that, is that kind of batting bowling all round the spot? And I think bowling yeah. wise, they again. They seem to know what they want to try and do. It's, it's, it's quite, it seems to me to be quite formulaic. Like the other day when they're battering England, but they decide to bring Martha Orge on. It's like, as someone literally said, after 12 mm-hmm. waivers, this is guys are coming ball. Is what we do. Yes. Is that what they're doing? Um, and I think, I think for Mark, with it, with them playing Bangladesh tomorrow, it'd be interesting for me to see if Bavuma has not recovered 
from his yeah. summit book to give Hendricks another go and see and see how he gets on. Yeah. Uh, I think he would be the only question. Bavuma would be the only question for me in that top six. Not Klassen, though. No, not Klassen. In this tournament, Markham scored the fastest ever one day, 100. Van der Dussen's in great form. Ducat went back-to-back 100s, games one and two. You know, so I think that although... You've got to pick on form, though, haven't you? got to pick on form. Yeah, all right. I just think that if there is anybody who is susceptible to being dropped at the minute, I know he's captain, but this is a World Cup. And, you know, Reza Hendricks has come out and blazed, what, what did he get, 80 odd in the other, the other day? You know, and batted very well. Looked, you know, watchful early doors, as he should have been, quite frankly. You know, it's his first game of the tournament at Live View. But then as soon as he got in, he hit a four, I think, in the third over on his 13th delivery or something, and then and never looked back. So, you know, I think it would be, yeah, I, I think maybe they give him another go and just say that Bavoom is not quite fit enough yeah. after this stomach would be that he came up with. And, because and England did and completely changed the balance of the side to try and get another player in. Exactly. Hopefully. You know. but, Hopefully. And then use Markram as a frontline bowling option. And, yeah, you know, why not? Why not? But they, but they do expect the, t- the conditions to start becoming more spin-friendly throughout the tournament, so... You know, maybe it could be a case of South Africa being able to pick an extra batter with Markram. And, you know, I don't know. We'll have to wait yeah, and see. To be fair, that is to be expected when you're playing a World Cup across three separate seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Although yeah. It, depends, it depends if the monsoons do actually start to come a bit earlier I, because then it might I'm starting to wait for the time that England called Darren Stevens up <laughs> for them little medium pace wobblers. So talking of talking of England, we we found out the the A-list world-class replacement for Reece Topley today, haven't we? Bryden Carlos has been added to the squad. I think, I, I think Tom and Sam Curran's dad has obviously done something to Mr. Mott because how Tom Curran has not in, bearing in mind what England are missing at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent agree. In what a year he's had. Yeah. And he's had that. Hey, they've obviously, they've gone from the squad that they picked and they're, they're that sort of list of reserves that they had and, and their squad that yeah. was picked to play in New Zealand and Ireland and that sort of thing and cost was in that. So you, from that point of view, can't really argue with it. Just, just before we finish, I don't know if you realise this, I don't know if you listened to today's episode, but you and I agreed on something without actually ever talking about it. Mate, it's going because to be regular. I'm going to have to start like... You're going to have to go a bit rogue and just start saying ridiculous yeah. things that we don't agree. I thought I'd been rogue saying the thing about Bangladesh because I thought I'd be really harsh and I've, I've turned out to be right, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, just to, just to 30 seconds, it's the first time we've had a chance, but it is, it is a bit too close to 2015 for comfort, isn't it? You know, what what if we don't make the semis and we lose another couple of games and end up eighth... Or even seventh. What 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 does the next what does the next cycle look like? Well, you know, Joe Rogan came out and said we're tenth at the minute. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, flat ball. Well, Joe, Joe Rogan's come out overnight and said we don't play enough enough fifty over cricket. Does anyone? Um, I mean, this is what makes you like that. Well, he's not talking think... about. He's saying he wants it to replace the blast. That's what that's come out on BBC Sports today in an interview. Where's yeah, going? Do you know what? I kind of get that. But then, oh, but, then but then if we don't play T Twenty, what happens in the next T Twenty World Cup? Well, we do because we play the hundred. But not C20. Oh, no, it may as well be. Said to, said to you guys, I think there'll be some changes anyway. I think I'd, I've never, I'd, I've made, I made a pact when we started doing this podcast that I would never say, I think someone should resign or I think someone should be sacked or whatever because I think there's, everyone's always got room to grow. But while Rick, Red Key got it absolutely bang on with Brendan McCullen, mm. test team, I think uh, Matthew Mott still has quite a little bit to prove. I'm not saying he can't prove it. And at the end of the day, we're not out of the World Cup. 
we were, we weren't quite in this dire situation in 2019, but we were in a very similar one where we had five games left and we had to win all five. Yeah. So, and this time it's seven games left and we've got to, we've got to win all seven. So mm. that's including the semi and the final, obviously. Yeah. 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 So, and that's to give us a chance. And so we can do it, but something for me, there needs to be from a player's point of view more than anything, because a, a coach can only do so much. And that's why I'm saying, I'm not going to sit here and say he should be sacked or whatever. The players have got to take an amount of responsibility. For me, the Baptists have got to take an awful lot of responsibility for the way they've played. They've, they've got a thing that they want to chase, which is fine, but we haven't looked like being able to chase a score. We look like we've got one way of chasing a score. It doesn't matter whether that's we're chasing 150 or whether we're chasing 500. We, we could not get there on either one of them. And so, and you've seen again, I, don't, I hate to keep harping on about it because I feel like a broken record with it. When batters in this tournament give themselves a chance, they score runs. Yeah. You've seen 100%. today without run chase from Afghanistan. You've seen with team setting totals, Barbara's, Barbara's am today. Yeah. Next one player gave himself a chance, gets 80. Yeah. These guys are good enough to catch up at the end. Even Jensen mm. the other day had 30 at a run a ball. Mm, yeah. 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 Off he's like, he got seven got off four, 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 Yeah. So, yeah. Like we've seen these guys and, and they're no better ball strikers than England guys have got. You tell me about a ball, a ball striker in the world than Liam Livingston. Josh Butler, Ben Stone, Florida. Mm. And this is a question I was, I was, I wanted to ask you, we're going to have to wrap this up pretty short. So why is Eugene a ripper? That's what anyone <laughs> says when, when you want to chase 400, you've got to go, you've got to go at the start. I, I, I'll stand there and I'll question that and I'll go, right. Well, if they did, we should just mirror what they did, surely. That's the, you know. yeah. But as a batter, would you rather need to strike at a hundred, it'd be 20, not out. Or would you think I've got to go, I've got to go at 130 from ball one. Yeah. That's, that for me is a simple equation. If you're 29 out, do you back yourself to, to go at strike rate 150? Yes or no. So if you do the maths on it, you're going to end up 159 out of 110 balls. Yeah. And look, I think it's really interesting. I mean, I, I, I went out and opened the batting this year needing to the team to score 400, 422 in 50 yeah. overs. But, you know, having capped in the first half and then I was a bit frazzled and I just tried to, basically just tried to hit a boundary of ball. Got 18 and got out and then actually sat there and thought, well, actually maybe if I'd have played this a little bit differently, you know, got myself, because I am someone who can catch up and, and who, who generally strikes it pretty hard anyway. So, but look, you know, pressure does funny things to you. You know, people talk about runs on the board and it, and it do, you know, in big games, runs on the board, even if you get, in a 50 over game, you bowled out for 230, you know, 230 seems a long way away when you're chasing it in a big game. So, you know, pressure does funny things to people. So I think it, I don't think it's a hard and fast rule one way or the other, but I do agree with your point and think that, you know, you don't need to go out and start blazing it straight away. Give yourself a chance. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you, that way you're giving you the best, best opportunity. You, you can't score runs being sat back down in the sheds, right? No, you, you strike away when you're out is not going to be high. Exactly. So, yeah. Simon, but. Brilliant to see you, mate. It will be you and Eugene tomorrow, I believe. I'll be, having, I'll be having a night off to... Eugene doing South or, Africa again. So, yeah, South Africa against Bangladesh. So, yeah, I will be back with you on Wednesday, for Thursday. And Simon, I will see you on Thursday for Friday. Indeed. Right. Take care, guys. Lots of love. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah.
Podcast Network.